Welcome to the Gem Revealed podcast, where together we discover your soulmate. This is a weekly series of powerful conversations with expert speakers, thought leaders, and relationship coaches talking through the victories and villains that weave their way into our most significant relationships. Please join me, Janine Moniz, founder of Gem Revealed Matchmaking, to learn the raw truth regarding the pitfalls and plateaus of dating in today's society. We will have open and transparent conversations surrounding the staggering facts that one out of every two marriages fail. Let's stop this insanity and learn how to date smarter. Learn how a healthy relationship starts with you. What do you need to do differently to build the right foundation for your relationship? Hello, Gem Revealed listeners. Thank you for stopping by for another episode of our Gem Revealed podcast, Self Mastery to Soulmate. And as always, it is my commitment to bring you some amazing content that's not only going to change your relationships, but also has the potential to give you the life that you've dreamed of. So I look for every area of the of the world to bring you this content. And I reached all the way to Canada this morning to give you two friends of mine who I have just recently got to know, Brandy and um, Eric. But before I really tell you a little bit more about them, I got to know them through a summit that they held, a virtual summit on sacred relationships. And they allowed me to be one of their speakers. What a privilege, that was so cool. Um, I've actually, was part of their Facebook group and I received so much feedback. They had such a phenomenal audience. So I reached back out to them and said, we need more of each other and I need to share your message. And today, Brandy Saffron and Eric Antoinette are here to share what is a sacred relationship? Why are they, in particularly, why are they so passionate about this whole notion of a sacred relationship? And what is the journey? What are the steps? What is the pathway to your sacred relationship? So this is going to be fun. Brandy, Eric, how are you this morning? Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. And thank you for being part of our, our summit. You were you are awesome, Janine. Oh, awesome. Thank you. That was fun. That was fun. I love how, you know, I, it's just Canada, America. It was so fun. And I just had a blast. But more so following your summit, the, your three-day summit, feel free to talk about it. But just hearing the qualified speakers, wow, you guys had some, some event. That was awesome. Thank you. It was amazing. We enjoyed it. And we as well learned so much from all of the speakers and so many great takeaways. Always looking to enhance and grow our sacred connection. Yeah. So I'd love to hear more. So, you know, to weave our way into this whole sacred relationship, you feel free to either just say, you know, how did you get to this point to actually want to be involved in this summit and create such a big event like you had? Or, you know, tell us, weave us and introduce us to this. What is a sacred relationship? Yeah, with pleasure. So I'll go first. Um, so for me, I'm going to start maybe with the journey of what is not a sacred relationship. And I think that is the turnaround of how we came to really be passionate about teaching sacredness in relationships. Um, 
I definitely, like many of us, broke up in quite a dysfunctional home and definitely didn't get that um, understanding from my family what a sacred relationship was. And of course, I repeated that when I got married at the age of 21. Um, the first few years were really beautiful. And then there was a lot, a lot of uh, disconnection, disease, and just repeating patterns that I didn't even was not consciously aware of. Um, and at that point, I just really, um, it took me a very long time to finally realize that I had a choice and that I could leave. And then that was a new beginning for me. Um, and then, yeah, so that's sort of a little bit about my background, like knowing that that is something that I don't want to repeat. And if I will enter a relationship, first, there was a lot of work to do to let go of and release old patterns of ways of being and to do lots of work on myself yes so I know it would be so easy to just you know kind of bounce over to Eric now but do you mind if I just you know pick that apart a little bit and peel the layers back you know I don't think many of us had phenomenal uh, role models or a framework of what healthy is I actually come from a functioning family if you could actually say that my parents were together uh, but I can't say that I learned anything like how do you stay together they just did you know they, they stuck it out but I don't know if many people really have that framework so here you find yourself 21 married same with me divorced same with me no framework what did that look like and show up for you until you realized you you left because I, I'm not advocating people leaving I'm actually advocating identifying what is unhealthy what is not sacred in order to fix it so I don't know what fix it means for everybody, but what, what were you going through? So um, I think this also really relates to part of the work that you do, Janine, is the core values and really understanding what are my core values and what is important for me in my life. And from a young age, meditation and yoga was a huge part of who I was. And I would wake up early, early in the morning um, and meditate and my ex did not like that and thought it was very selfish. So that was one core value of mine that wasn't a core value of his. And so just something that was really highly important to me, I was being shamed and manipulated into thinking that my way of being was wrong. And you know, not having the backbone to realize maybe at that point until it was too toxic, say, no, this is so important to me and this is my way of life and to then um, move on. So I think it's really important to know what, what, who we are in our very essence, what we stand for in this world, what our work is, what our passions are, and to make sure that our partner as well is supportive of who we are and what we do and that we are honored and our work is also honored for in this world. So there was definitely a huge mismatch in that area. I mean, honestly, it's a whole gem revealed toolbox. So to hear you say it, my heart just soars because we all know that statistics, 50% marriages are breaking up. So let's go upstream to when we're dating, making sure we're not tying the knot or we're not just attracted to somebody physically or we're not desperate or we're not looking for a savior but actually look in the mirror like you did brandy and say who am i what's my purpose what am i in love with what is so important to me and then make sure that's aligned that's that's amazing so 
so happy that you actually found that window of opportunity um, ending in divorce, but I know who you're sitting next to, so that really ended. <laughs> I know you have your happily ever after, but Eric, any thoughts on this or additions or anything before we keep moving? Well, um, you know, I, I can also say that uh, I didn't have the greatest uh, role model as parents as well, uh, just the constant fighting, uh, two people not listening to each other. They actually did stay together. They're, uh, well, my mom died before my dad, but they did stay together uh, the whole time. But it was like horribly toxic. And, and that was my... Um, that was my model. And I also repeated the same uh, thing in my relationship uh, in my first marriage. We were together 15 years. And, and at that point, like, I, I, I just was not conscious of what um, a, a really sacred relationship was. I would, wouldn't even have known what the term was and I wouldn't know what the ingredients were, but I just, I knew something was off and, um, I, I completely agree with your um, interpretation that, you know, 50% of the marriages end in divorce. But the important thing to look at before divorcing is, as Brandy said, to look at your core values and understand what you want, but to try to also identify um, what's gone wrong and how you can take personal responsibility for fixing it. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that I did not get in my first marriage. It was like, this isn't working, I'm getting out. So I learned from there that there was a better way to handle being in a relationship, that there were uh, tools that help you to kind of listen to what your partner is saying, not to be in reactive mode, um, not to be thinking about your response, you know, as your partner's talking. Uh, to be ready for your response, to defend your position, like all of these kinds of toxic things that work our way into a relationship just keep you separated. They keep you apart and they, they don't bring you into sacredness. And that was a huge, huge learning um, for me to learn how to be 100% responsible for me, for what I feel, for my triggers, um, for my actions, um, all of those things um, were not present in, in, in my marriage. They're present today, thank God, not perfect, because I still get triggered and I still react. But I, I now have the awareness to go back and say, look, honey, sorry, you know, I, I was reactive there. And, you know, we need to start that conversation over. And I, I need to hear what you're saying. And, and hopefully, you know, she needs to hear what I'm saying, which is usually the case. But that's what kind of brings us back together and connected and, and in our sacredness. I'm almost speechless because you said so much that's so important and you said it so well. And I think at our age, um, we have so much more wisdom if we allow ourselves to. And the sad part is, is I'm divorced and I look back at my marriage and if I knew now, like I knew what I know now, if I knew then, I don't think I would have been divorced based exactly what you're saying. I didn't have the tools. So I just wanted out. I blamed him for everything. Now there were things wrong. There were things wrong, but I was equally as disruptive because I had no ability to figure it out. I just wanted to be happy. And I chose to leave. Now I look back, I'm totally happy. I'm blessed and life's great. 
he's moved on. I'm not saying, oh, I live in regret. But what I am saying is that it comes with consequences. It does come with consequences up to us to move on and make a great life for ourselves. But I could have saved a marriage and it could have worked. So it's like pleading to other people out there, take the responsibility to do your best self journey and be the person that you'd like to actually end up with. Actually be that, that beautiful, kind, generous, loving, purposeful, meaningful person that you're looking for. Eric, you just said it all. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think, you know, of all things that, that make a relationship sacred, 100% responsibility for yourself is where it starts. And, and that's a tough journey, like to, to be able to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm triggered right now and I, I just want to blame you for my trigger. Like that is such a difficult journey to stop and say, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to get into that blame game. I'm not going to be a victim of, of someone else. I'm going to take responsibility for what I'm feeling and try to understand and process what it is that I'm feeling. That is, you know, if you can ha handle that journey, then, you know, you can handle anything in life uh, and, and you can, you can have a great relationship if, if, if that's so true. I was doing a, a podcast last last evening as well. And the speaker who was amazing, he said very clearly, he's like, whatever relationship you're in, and if there's that moment of, of you know, friction or compromise, and you want to call that person narcissistic, he's this, he's that, she's this, or she's that, there is still an absolute responsibility you have in that friction. And it's true. You have a responsibility. How are you responding to this friction? How are you responding to this compromise? Right? We're just, I wish people would take more responsibility for their own actions. So really well said. I mean, if we could, if we could just stay here for hours and really talk about what, what this means, right? Communication when things are falling apart is so important. So but I can, I, I have to further ask. So we kind of define what isn't a sacred relationship, but to you both, what is sacred? Like, what do you, how would you define it? Give us a vision. Give us this beautiful, colorful, dimensional outline. Of what is a sacred relationship? And why are you both, like, why is that your journey now? Hmm. So I'll start. I, I feel one of the things that I um, believe is sacred is seeing my partner in his highest. So really taking, you know, knowing and admiring him and seeing him in his full power and his full confidence and his full beauty. And that's how I see my partner. And um, always like being honest with our communication, taking that time to really be together in active communication, active listening, active communication. And for me, I also love playtime. So, so really to schedule in like playtime, because we work hard, all of us work really hard, but like time we were, because we work together a lot, we're not working, honey, we're playing, whether that play is in the bedroom, whether that play is at a restaurant, just that deep, intimacy of just being in each other's company and just really being in that um, deep honoring of their highest, of my highest and his highest and helping each other to achieve the highest version of ourselves. So that's, um, that's, a, that's a little bit for me. Just watching you, 
um, and when you look at each other, you can tell there's, there is a beauty there. And it almost brought a tear to my eye when you said, you know, what it means to me is watching my partner at their highest. Like it had nothing to even do with self there. It had to do with him. What a, like, what beautiful words. I couldn't think of anything that would be more beautiful. Oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I do very little editing, but in your, um, when you look at him and I, I, my heart melts, I also hear you less. So I'd love okay. when you speak and you look in his beautiful eyes to just talk louder. Because we got it. Hear it. it. My heart's it. melting. Heart's melting. But um, thank you I for sharing. And even that, Janine, like, so I'll look at him and I'll see his beauty in his eyes and just witnessing him and being connected in the present moment. So that's why I'll always keep looking at him. So we're connected in this moment here and now, because it's very easy to disembody. And we're both embodiment people, we're both yoga therapists and we work a lot with the somatic body. So using that tool of eye to eye, heart to heart, body to body is definitely one of the modalities in our practice of working towards settling our own nervous system and connecting our space together, a sacred space. I, I can't compliment it anymore because you could see it. It emanates through you. So it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. You asked for my dog before we started. <laughs> here she is. She visits every podcast. So here she is, my girl. I love her so much. I love her. Um, so Eric, any thoughts to you? What, how, I mean, you're not going to top Brandy, by the way. <laughs> I don't know how you make it better than that, but let's hear it. What is a sacred relationship? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go back to, uh, to the beginning, which was the hundred percent responsibility for everything that it starts there. And there has to be also, you know, a foundation. So, you know, you have to want to spend time with your partner, that you have to be friends with your partner, you have to have a basic respect for her, um, you have to honor her, um, you have to trust her. And I trust her because she sees me in my highest and, and she's always encouraging me to be there and, and pushing me to be there. And we had this conversation a couple of days ago. And it's one of the things I told her that I appreciate most about her is that she sees me there, but not only does she see me there, she encourages me to be there and she sees when I'm not. And I don't, I don't take that as a criticism. I take that as I, I see where she's trying to bring me. So there's communication so important, as she said, the, the active listening part, you have to really be listening for, for what she's intending and what she wants. Um, for me, that's a, a very big part of sacred relationship. And, you know, I, I don't want to go back to um, what's not sacred, but just not polluting the space, the relational, the relational space that we have by, by throwing in things that, you know, like not trusting your partner or having contempt or even like a, a look. You can give your partner a look and it happens in, in every relationship, just, you know, a bad look. Like you got to be aware of all of those things to keep them out because it's so easy to pollute that space and and make it toxic but when you stay aware of it it's like it, it just brings your relationship to a, to a whole other level because you know that you trust that your partner also wants that and wants to keep it clean 
and that none of that stuff ends up like in your way of connecting and, and yeah the the whole the whole practice of just eye gazing which she was talking about before is, is something that we practice it was so so awkward in the beginning like brandy couldn't hold the look without laughing and uh, and and just breaking the breaking the look but you know, once you start practicing it you just you see the beauty you see the beauty of your partner and, and that's part of holding your partner in the highest is just being able to look at her and see beyond the physical and to see and to connect on an energetic and a heart level it's you know it, that's just an amazing part of the practice well, do you forgive me because you? I said you weren't going to talk, Brandy, and you just did. So <laughs> it was equally as as edifying and beautiful. So thank you for sharing. But what comes to my mind, and it's not a but, it's it's more just total curiosity here. You both have come from um, disruptive backgrounds. We all many of us have, right? So we've gone through the hurt, we've gone through the pain, we've matured, we have wisdom now. And now we're defining, we're creating the vision for a relationship. So you're, you're giving the, the listeners this, this vision, this painting of what a beautiful, sacred relationship looks like. But if I'm a listener, I'm in the thick of it, right? I, where, what do I do? Where do I go? How do I get like, it just sounds like so, oh, you know, unicorns and rainbows and it's sacred and, you know, we want to hold each other's gaze. And meanwhile, this person could be listening going, if I had a shotgun, I'd blow his head off, right? <laughs> so how, what is, give me some, an action, some, a plan, give me something. I know, you know, you've heard my gem revealed way, but sometimes it takes seven people to say the same thing in a different way and the light bulbs go off. So share with us what, you know, what, how did you begin this journey? You, you couldn't have started off stargazing at each other. I'm sure there were times you wanted to knock each other out. So <laughs> help, help me out there. So, we, so we come back down to earth. Okay. I'm all like, I want somebody to stargaze with. So I just want to know, so you're, you want to know regarding somebody who's not in a relationship, who, who do you want us to speak to? Either or, or maybe both, relationship. you know, okay. give us, okay. give us a high view, you know, high view, yeah. 3,000 feet up. We've yeah. got the single person looking and then we've got the, the couples who yeah. are, or they're not start they're not looking in each other's eyes. Sure. So Eric's going to start and then I'll take off. So the, the number one um, tool that I, I would give people is, it's probably meditation, but even beyond, beyond that, if you're not into meditation, what I would say is to practice being responsive rather than reactive. So when you're triggered, stop. You know, if, we're, if you're talked about like, you know, it's not all been like unicorns and, 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 and and just, you know, it's love gazing and all of that. It's true. So we had to realize even within our own relationship that, hey, this is getting out of control. And, you know, I'm reacting and you're reacting and your reaction is causing a reaction in me. Pause, like just pause, stop. And, and you, you have to have some form of self-regulating. You have to have some form of being able to calm yourself down before going back to have a difficult conversation. So that's why I say meditation is one way, but 
there are many ways to, to get that energy out of you. You could scream, you could, but not at your partner. <laughs> you could go in your car and scream. You could beat a pillow. You could hit a tennis, you know, beat a tennis racket, whatever it takes to get that out of your body so that you can come back in, in your centered place, in a calm place where you're able to listen to your partner. And so, you know, a second tool would be active listening. And, um, you know, we, we could talk about that later or, or, or whatever, or get into it deeper. But first step is don't react to the trigger that you have. How can you find a way to step away, take, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes to just calm down, get yourself centered so that you are actually in a space where you're open to listening to what your partner has to say. I, I love everything that you just said is, it's so important. I'm wondering if that even more foundational, even before you go into the not reacting, is really having a picture of what you want for yourself, of what it means for you to look beautiful, be in a beautiful state, not be um, affected by somebody else's words, right? Not being offended by somebody else's words, by being able to, to take it and know that I'm not going to react to that and have a vision for what that looks like. So, Brandy, you look like you just have so much more to add here. Well, yeah, I think just going back to um, that word you said. So, first of all, knowing thyself, like knowing what what you want with your partner, like what type of relationship you want with your partner, what is what is valid for you, like you know, I, I love. I love nature. I love nature walks. So that's just like our sacred time is we're out in the woods, hopefully once a week, at least we're out in the woods. So knowing that that is like our time. So knowing what nourishes you, each of us have to know what nourishes each ourselves first, and then finding, you know, whether you're seeking a partner, seeing if that also resonates with them, if that also is something that could be compatible. Um, having that visualization, having that, like, what could you imagine? How are you going to feel with your whole entire senses, with your whole expanded vision? Already seeing that, already feeling, how are you going to be? Are you going to be soft and open? And the same thing um, regarding, you know, each of you and then having the discussion and then putting it in your schedule because life goes by. And I think like that, commitment to each other and commitment to ways of being together that are going to be nourishing um, are so, so key because life passes by. And, and if we don't put in that time and also know that we're going to feel nourished, we have a spa day coming up on Thursday, booked two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we knew our calendars whole day, nothing but spa, no phones, connecting. And we so need that, that rejuvenation. So you know, taking those dates, taking out your schedules and making this your sacred time, you know, weekly sacred time together to do things that nourish the relationship. It's so important. I would add that, um, you know, if you're not working at ways to connect with your partner, then life gets in the way and the disconnection just continues and continues to happen. And the resentments build up and the anger towards each other builds up. And so unless you're really conscious about saying, I want to connect with my partner and I want to have quality time with her and I miss her when I don't have that, then um, you, you disconnect. I think you also said something very important too, Janine. You said, 
not to take things personally. You know, some some angel dropped the book on me. Uh, I don't know if you know the book, The Four Agreements. It's on every podcast. Yeah, okay, Everybody listen. It yeah. comes up in every podcast. Yeah, that that's that's a book that that changed my way of thinking and and my life also. Like it brought it didn't bring me to the point of 100% responsibility for for my thoughts and words and actions and feelings, but it made me so much aware that you know whatever my partner has to say, it, it's I, I don't take it personally. It's it's her opinion. It comes from her. It comes from her experience. It's not an offense against me, you know. Even if she's thinking or feeling something different than what I am, it's 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 her background. It's where she comes from. And if you can also keep that in mind, you know, there's a lot of things to try and keep in mind. I understand, but like if you if you can start your relationship that way, knowing that you know she's whatever comes from her comes from her. It's not a personal attack. Then obviously that's going to help as well, like settle your nervous system and not, and not take things personally. You know, can we bottom line this and just say the old adage that you cannot love somebody else until you love yourself and really becoming that best version of yourself, being able to have a high value of yourself, being able to really, you know, know how to communicate, not from a place of, of, lack of trust but certainty and love right even when we're in a disagreement you could disagree from a place of love and respect versus anger resentment lack of trust so there's just so much in taking responsibility I, you know just it starts there it just starts right there taking responsibility so um you know there's so much said here we talked about what isn't sacred what is sacred why you are both just you know, so passionate about this and what are, you know, some of the things that we can, we can do to really get to this place where you guys, you have a beautiful elevated relationship. As we go into concluding, is there anything, you know, top of mind that if somebody's struggling today, you know, is any one or two action steps, there was so much today, Eric, you just said, you know, so much to keep in mind, you know, where do I even begin? You listen to this 20 times, but what's maybe one or two things that somebody could say today, I'm going to make, a, I'm going to create the transformation. I'm going to begin today to take a baby step. What would you, what would you both say? I could start. I think the first thing that um, I also, one thing is don't, we're not perfect. There's no such thing as perfection. So I just want to start with that. Like we're never perfect. You fight, right? You guys get into a good fight. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and there's, yeah, there's no such thing as perfect, you know, and um, not to strive for that either. And sacredness definitely has, you know, this, this thing of it's a growth to us. I think sacredness is that we are so willing to grow together. Like this is it. Like we're in it for the long haul to elevate each other and help each other grow. And I think that the first thing to take the first step for me would be to see how are you showing up in communication with your partner? If you're in a partnership, how are you using your tone of voice? How are you expressing love to your partner? Um, and, you know, even throughout, not even on nonverbal communication. So we know that nonverbal communication is 93% of the time. To really set an intention, how do you want to show up today when you wake up, 
in the morning with your beloved, or if your beloved is yourself right now and you're single, how are you going to treat yourself? How are you going to see yourself in the highest? And what way of being do you have to be to do that? What do you have to let go of? Such, such wisdom. There's so much wisdom there. Eric, anything to add in? No, no I don't know if I can top that, Jenny. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to agree because was so, <laughs> it was just perfect. But um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a whirl, but... I, um, you know, I think Brandy was quite eloquent in, in what she said. Um, so the place to start for me would be to recognize that I manifested Brandy in my life. So going back to that personal 100% responsibility, recognizing that I manifested her in my life, consciously or unconsciously, the world or the universe brought us together through through a manifestation. And, and the same is true of her, she manifested me. And so knowing that, I know there's a divine purpose behind why we were brought together. And for me, that means growth. And so, like you said, our relationships are not perfect and we don't have a, per a perfect relationship, but in a way we do, because even though we can still fight, there's always an opportunity around uh, that fight of learning about my partner, learning why I manifested her. If she triggered me, it's a growth opportunity. So I would say if you're starting and you realize that you're, you're triggered by your partner, recognize that you manifested him or her. And it's for a divine purpose and it's, and it's for your own growth. So open yourself to the possibility of, of being able to grow. Again, there's just, there's so much wisdom there right? Just so much to, to just know that I love in leadership training, what you said, and it goes for every relationship. When you're in conflict, that's a beautiful moment of opportunity to create something beautiful, to learn more, to grow more, to be humble more, to really get curious and to listen. So conflict gives you so much opportunity to come out as, you know, in a heroism. Right, maybe not heroism, maybe it's humbleism. It's just so much opportunity. And you know, you're using the word manifesting. I might use the word prayer, really just diving in on your knees and asking God, you know, bring me this person. So even if there's an argument, even though you know that this person was brought into your life for a reason, it's still up to you to really make sure that you're you're responding in a great way. So I, I just can't agree more with everything that you're sharing and everything you're talking about should be everybody's goal is to have a healthy relationship like you do. So I know that I just want to keep learning more from you guys. And I feel privileged that our paths have met. Um, but as a listener, if I'm kind of resonating and I'm, you know, want to hear more, be more, understand more from you, how would the listeners like contact you? We have, you know, all of your addresses and handles and the information below, but where, where, you know, what programs, events, what does it look like to really follow you? So uh, probably a, a good place to start would be with the summit that we just held. We, we had an amazing uh, group of speakers, including you, of course, who shared so much wisdom about relationships and you know it doesn't matter whether you're single or in a in a relationship we had uh, experts on there that could help you with your own personal growth or with learning how to connect in a sacred way 
with your partner and we're we're offering that um at, at 25 percent off right now just for your listeners so that that would be one place to start um you could um read, yeah you could email us you could reach me through my website uh, www.transformdeeply.ca um and then i'll let you know brandy will let you know how uh, else so eric um everything you just said i know i was able to hear you but if you i don't if you could repeat it just a little louder because it got low and this is like where they would want to find you so i want to make sure and of course i'm gonna have the email addresses below but um anything else that you want to add to that that would be great yeah so i would say first and foremost where where people could start if they want to connect with us is just to have a look at what we created through the Mastering Relationship Sacredness Summit that we did, where we had uh, 21 expert speakers on, including yourself, where you did such a fabulous job. I'm, I'm sure they're going to want to see you in action. You did great. And we have that that will help you whether you're single or in a couple. Um, you can reach out to us. We, we work with singles. We work with couples. Um, and I'm thinking of actually starting a men's group. So maybe uh, wow. support uh, men on their journey as well into a sacred relationship. So yeah, through our Facebook group, um, all, we can be reached easily through there. Excellent, excellent. Um, I, well, I can't encourage our listeners anymore to really uh, perhaps reach out for the summit. I, I know I learned so much and then I felt very privileged that many of the listeners contacted me afterwards. So, you know, what a beautiful way. There must've been something there that was really worthwhile if we all kept coming together and people are all contacting people and uh, your Facebook group just blew up. So really encourage everyone if they, um, they are um, intrigued by any of Brandy and Eric's story to really reach out for the summit and find out a little bit more because it certainly was a blessing in my life. Uh, you never stop learning. You never stop taking responsibility. But I know that I feel just so excited to start my day with you. Who knows what time this is going to air or when you're listening. But for us, it's morning. And I started my day with yoga this morning. You'd like to know. Um, so what a great way to just keep uh, going through my day, self-care, taking care of me and really having you on our on our show. What a privilege. I, uh, I'm excited about our journey continuing and doing more things together, but thank you again, sharing all that wisdom, love, and light with our, our listeners. Thank you guys. Thank you, Janine. So thank blessed to be with you today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a blessed day, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Gem Revealed's podcast, Discover Your Soulmate. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. We really value your opinion, so please feel free to send us your question, comments, or feedback. You can email us at info at gemrevealed.com. You can also find out more about Gem Revealed services by visiting gemrevealed.com. I'll see you next time as we discover your soulmate.